That is the voice of a younger, very young Billy Graham. And uh, Billy Graham, who preached all over the world, he tells the story of in those early years, he was in South Carolina and he needed to mail a letter back home. And so he went down towards Main Street and he found a little boy on his bike and he, he asked him, he said, can you tell me how to get to the post office? And the little boy showed him the way. And uh, Billy Graham, as he rode off on his bike, he said, now, if you'll come down to Central Baptist Church tonight, I'll tell you how to get to heaven. And the little boy, as he rode away, looked back and he said, no, thanks. You can't even find the post office. So, yeah. Well, today I come to you with certainty uh, that as we begin this journey, we are going to be starting in the beginning, Genesis. The word Genesis actually means beginning. If you translate it from its original language and Genesis, the book of Genesis, it means, it, it's, it tells the, the beginning of the world. It's the beginning of mankind. It's the beginning of sin. It is the beginning of sacrifice for sins. It's also the beginning of God's special relationship with the people he created. Needless to say, chapter one's really important because of creation, but by chapter three, the fall happens. Now we could be in chapter six, where we know that the, this universal flood took place, we also would be, do well to be in chapter 11 where the Tower of Babel happened or chapter 12, the call of Abraham, the people of God. We could also look at chapter 15 where it talks about that Abrahamic covenant that's so important. We're gonna start in chapter one, verse one. And those very first words, in the beginning, God. Now, before anything else happened, these words appear and it shows us, and here's one of the things that uh, the more you read and you look at this verse, it's, and you look at the whole Bible. And as far as I can tell, in the Bible, nowhere, argues for the existence of, of God. It's not an argument. It is a declaration. It's an announcement. Scriptures don't start, in the beginning, the earth was without form or void. Or it doesn't start like this. In the beginning, before the sun and the solar system existed. It doesn't start, in the beginning, in a land far, far away. It simply says, in the beginning, God. The Bible, so many of us think of as geocentric. In other words, we think of it in, the, in where it happened and we're always looking on this earth and we think of it mostly as geocentric because of biblical history and our knowledge and now in the world we know where that is. But I want you to know that the Bible is theocentric. And these first words show us and set the pace that we need to pay attention to. In the beginning, God. The Bible is God-centered. 
In the beginning, verse one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And with that, we have the very first verse of the Bible. And here's the things just from the first verse. The universe was definitely had a beginning. It, It all began with God. And it's the truth that we all need to kind of get our hands around and make sure that we understand. All things began with God. The text says in the beginning, referring to the beginning of all created things. And when Jewish folks named uh, this book, they named it with the first word. Now we have it as three words, in the beginning. But for Hebrew, for Jewish folks, it's one word. The beginning, this is where it all starts, which raises the question which many children ask and adults they secretly wonder about, who created God? Who created God? The answer is no one created God. He was there before the beginning. Uh, He had no beginning. He did not create himself. He was, he is, and he will always be. Now, I freely admit that in my finite brain, I cannot quite understand that. But we know that all things begin with God. Here's the second thing. All things were created by God out of nothing. The Apostles' Creed, which many of us know, I believe in God the Father, the Maker, God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And if you think about that, Genesis 1.1 tells us that God created all that we see around us, the sun and the moon and the stars and the oceans and everything that we can see. He created all of it. Yet in Psalm 147, verse four, he determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. The Bible says in Psalm 19, verse one, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky have proclaimed his handiwork. God has left his fingerprints all over the universe. If you walk into my house and you walk into the front door, it won't take you very long before you see clues of who lives there. The first thing that you'll probably see when you walk in is there's a picture right that stares you right in the face and it has this picture of a a street sign and it says Johnny and Sherry and then on the other cross sign it says November the 2nd, 1987, which is the day that Sherry and I met. And then you can look around and it won't be too long until you start figuring out we got kids. And that's because you'll see pictures up around it. And, and probably not too long, you see big, big, uh, what do you call the, I don't even know what you call them, not posters. We don't have posters hanging up in our, we have big, huge things. I don't even know what you call them over our fireplace. They have little sayings and it wouldn't take you too long to figure out, hey, I think these people are Christians. I think they trust God. And it would definitely not take you too long to figure out that Sherry decorated the place and I didn't. 
just by looking, you can see who, you can figure out kind of who lives there just by the clues that are left behind. Same thing is true as you look around the world. Whether you're standing on a mountain in the Smoky Mountains or whether you're standing at the water's edge in California, you're sitting at the Grand Canyon or even on a beautiful night in, in a farm in Whitley County in Indiana and you can look across and see that sunset and the beautiful colors that happen, you see evidence of God and his fingerprints. His fingerprints are everywhere in the magnificence. Hebrews chapter 11, verse three, explains the creation this way. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. God created all of this out of nothing. I always jokingly say this because I have to watch my words here. I really do believe in the Big Bang Theory. I believe that God spoke the world into existence and bang, it happened. He's the one that created it and he created it out of nothing. On the basis of Genesis 1-1 alone, we know this, God is, God acts, God creates, he is sovereign, he is almighty, he is omnipotent, he is supreme. Only God creates. The best we can do is be generative because we only have what he has created to work with. Here's the third thing, and it's important. All things owe their existence to God, the creator. And this point kind of follows the, the first two. Because God is the creator, he also owns everything. If God is the only entity in existence, the reason of whose existence is in himself. I'm gonna say that again. God is the only entity in existence, the reason of whose existence is in himself. All other things, all entities, all other created things, everyone, everything else exists by virtue of something else except for God. All of this owes our existence to God. What, what is this right here? Oh, that's the front row here because you can see it. What is that? It's a $20 bill. That's right. That's right. So uh, would you like to have the $20 bill? No. Okay. So uh, yeah, here, here, present. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you'd like to have it. But, but what if I, I took it and I wanted it up into a ball, would, would you still want it? Yeah, you still would, wouldn't you? Yeah. So what if I took it and I, I uh, tried to, I stomped on it real hard with my feet like that. Would you still want it? Yeah, you would, because it's still worth $20, isn't it? Yes. I'll keep that, sorry. It was just a question. <laughs> Here's the thing, what makes this have value? What makes this have value? Is it the paper? I mean, is the paper really worth 20 bucks? Is this paper that they make this out of? No, it's not. Is it the ink? I mean, is the ink that expensive? Or is the little plastic things that they put in here, are they worth 20 bucks? No, 
What makes this worth $20 is the federal government of the United States of America. And there are symbols all over this piece of paper, and they are the marks of the United States. It's the symbols of the United States are all over. There's a little, the Department of Treasury, there's a little symbol over here with a watermark and then back here, and here's the White House. And there's all these symbols of the United States. I wanna say to you here today that each person sitting here, God has put his image, his mark on you. I know that each person here has value because God created you. Verse, chapter one, verse 27 in Genesis says, so that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. You are made in the image of God. Just like this has value because of the images from the federal government of the United States, you have value because you have been created in the image of God. Which brings me three important questions that we all have to answer. The first important question that you've got to answer is, where did I come from? You can't really understand your life unless you understand that. Second question is, why am I here? Why is it that I am even have life? Here's the third question. Where am I going? Those three questions. And here's the thing. You can never answer the last question, where am I going, unless you've answered the second question, which is why am I here? And you can never answer that question, why am I here, unless you can answer that first question, which is where did I come from? And it's important that all of us understand, this is something that I wanna encourage you this morning, You've got to start with God in your life. You were made by God and for God. If I could sit across the table and talk to you, this would be the, one of the, if not the most important thing that I would ever be able to say to you. If I only had a limited amount of words, if I only had a limited amount of time, it would be to say to you, you were made by God and for God. Now, some of you, you're sitting here and you're skeptical about that. You might say, well, whatever he... Wherever I came from, I kind of screwed it up. And we're going to talk about that next week when God, because God delivers. But I want to say to you, nobody here is an accident and you were created by God and for God. And you were created for eternity because you have the image of God on you. And the most important thing is that you were created for a purpose. God, and your purpose it's very easy to understand what your purpose is in life. 
I mean, you just read the Bible, you can realize that God made you for his pleasure. It's the, the old book that has the first line that says, it's not about you, it's about God. It's not about you, it's about God. God created you. We owe our existence to him. And God made you for his pleasure, why? So you could know him and love him. Now you can go your own way. You can do whatever you wanna do. But as of this morning, you know why you were created. It all begins with God. Here's another thing. God made you to be in a family. Not just your nuclear family, but a, the people of God family. I know people still say, that. I've been hearing this my whole life. Well, I'd rather go out to the lake. You know, I go out there, I'm alone with God. I, I just experience God more out there on the lake. I'd rather go there on Sunday morning. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that, you know, I grew up on a bass boat. I know what that's like. I, I know that, that that's awesome. And you can experience God out there. I mean, it's amazing the beauty that you see. But the second purpose that you were created is to be a part of a family because it doesn't come naturally for us to love other people. And this is where God teaches us something. It's a purpose for our life. And that is to learn to love other people, learn to love others. God created you to become more like Christ. God created you so that you would serve God, that, to serve him in your life and to live with a mission, to live with a purpose. Maybe that's what's missing in your life. Well, I would tell you, begin with God. It's God that gives this life value. Here's the last thing, and I just wanna challenge you today. If you look at Genesis 1-1, true wisdom really does begin with Genesis 1, verse 1. Wisdom and truth and the search for God all begin right here. If you want to, if you think about it, if you want to end up over here with a new heaven and a new earth in Revelation 22 forever, you got to start back with Genesis one one, it all starts with God. Another way I wanna say it, if you can believe Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you can believe Genesis 1.1, you won't have any problem with the rest of the Bible. Everything begins with God, life begins with God. Truth begins with God. In the beginning, God. We have to begin with God. We do. We have to begin with God. I think I put it in your notes, and if I didn't, make sure that you write this down. When you don't start your process, I did, there it is. When you don't start your process with God in the center, it will always end in disappointment. If you don't start every part of your life, whether that be relationships, whether that be your educational or your vocational pursuits, whatever you're gonna do with your life, if you don't start with God in the center, you're gonna end up disappointed every time. If you start that relationship, you get married, you start parenting, whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is, you're, whatever. If you don't start with God at the center, you will always end up disappointed. I don't care how much energy you give it. 
I don't care how many talents you bring to it. I don't care how sincere you are about it. This is truth. This is the wisdom of Genesis 1.1. I have met and I have sat with many very wealthy people. I have had the occasion even to meet some very famous people. And I have met many of them who don't, who have all that, and they have no satisfaction in their life. They have all this great prosperity, and they have no peace for this very reason. When you don't start your process with God in the very center, it will always end up in disappointment. So if I do what I do for people, I have to get it from people. If you do everything you do for people, then you've got to get it from people. But if you do everything you do for God, then you get it from God. I want to challenge you. Keep him in the middle of everything. Keep God in the middle of your money. Make God the center of all your decisions. Keep God, it begins with God as the center of my family in the middle of your job. He's not a part of your life. He is your life. In the beginning, God. I am reminded of John 1. I read Genesis 1.1. I think about John 1.1. Do you do that too? You realize that how John, he begins his book with that same language in the beginning. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. And that text makes us go back to Genesis 1.1. Before creation, there was God. But the good news is, is at the beginning, there was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the word in verse 14 in John 1, and the word that is Jesus Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. Why did God create the world? Because he wanted to. We are here because God wanted us here. That's why we're here. So listen to this. First, there was this eternal love. God is love. He is all things perfect. And then there was this vast purpose. Listen, and then there was creation because all things begin with God. It's a very short distance from Genesis 1-1 to John 3-16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Love made me. That might be hard for some of you to say, but it's a truth. If it all begins with God, It begins with a loving God. Love made you. Now you might be beat up and maybe you have not felt that way or maybe that's not a truth that you have built your life on. I've come here to tell you, you were made by God and you were made for God. It's important for all of us. You have to start with God. You have to start with God. Have you begun yet? 
I want to challenge you. I want to, I want to challenge you today. So many times only man has really turned his back on God. I want to challenge you today. I close this first message in this series. There are enormous moral issues that we face in this world, but I want to encourage you. The first, we have to believe these first words of the Bible. Because if God, listen, because this is what's so important. Listen to me. We're still across the table. We're still talking, all right? He knows, if he created me, then what does that mean? That means he knows me. If all this is true, he sees me. He sees you today. He knows the truth about each one of us. He knows you and he sees everything about you. He knows the truth about you. I cannot hide from him. I must someday answer to him if all this is true. If we believe that God created us, then we should acknowledge him. And maybe that's what's adrift in your life is that you have gone your own way and you've not acknowledged your creator. I wanna to speak to that. God created us, God loved us, and he made it possible for us to spend eternity with him. So when we claim that we believe that the word of God is true for us to be able to receive, it begins with this first verse of the Bible. We believe that God created us, that he made us, and we did not make ourselves that God created everything that exists merely by speaking words, that God is at the center of everything, that God is supreme, that we therefore gladly bow before him and acknowledge him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is where our faith begins. So I wanna encourage you this morning it all starts with God. I'm gonna ask Holly to come right now. and She's going to lead us in a song. I want us to pray before she sings that song and I want you to spend a moment. I want you to pray and I want you to begin. If you've not begun with God in your life, you've gone your own way or you've tried to build your life on something else today, just pray this prayer, Lord, I want to begin with you because all of this, you created me and you created this whole world. Or maybe your prayer this morning is, Lord, I want to begin again with you. I've kind of drifted away from this truth. Father, every person here has a different story. But Lord, it's really your story. Lord, forgive us for going our own way and forgetting about you. Lord, forgive us for not only going our own way, but really thumbing our nose at you. Lord, we bow before you because you are awesome. You're everything good in a fallen world. Lord, you are good. You're the answer to all the woes of this world, including all of my woes. Lord, today, 
Help us to begin with you. In Jesus' name, amen.